remember we were at one biking one time and he's bombing down a hill and um hit like a gravel patch and slid out yeah and i like i could tell he was fine but like and so it was like my, my first thought was like how do i make this a situation where he's not going to be afraid to bomb down this hill again right and so like I, I got there and i was like hey bud are you okay and he like looked up you know because you know kids like don't cry until they think there's a oh yeah they, they look for the reaction yeah totally and he looked at me and he's like confused he's like I, I, you know i think i'm okay now and i like had this like epiphany where i was like dude that was the most awesome spill i've ever seen in my life i mean that was a that was a, like that was crazy like you slid for like five feet i'm like i'm glad you're okay and now we know like let's not hit this gravel full speed let's break you know and let's turn but dude that was crazy so the big question is this how do regular dads like us, who weren't given a playbook on parenting, who only have 24 hours in a day to make it all happen, how do we provide for our families in a way that will allow us to raise happy, successful children and have a thriving marriage while still being a man and doing the things we love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Rad Dad Secrets. All right, Totally Rad Dads. We are sitting here with Ben Yeager and... Uh... We are Austin Bourne is, is his feed, and we'll get into that uh, going towards the end of the show here. But the real reason that we have him on today is to talk about fatherhood. Let us get to know you a little bit, but give us a brief history, yeah. I mean, on why you wanted to become a dad, how you became a dad, who yeah. you are, where you're at, and, uh, and we'll go from there. Cool. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so I, I, I mean, I always, like, I always want to be a dad. I, like, that was kind of, um, you know, so what, what my wife and I, we got married, and we, like, wanted to do the you know, let's stay, let's stay just the two of us for a few years. So my, I've been properly managing now my previous, previous, uh, life. I was uh, a pilot in the Navy. So, okay. I did 10 years in military. So when we were talking about having a kid, it was like, I was in the middle of like, a, like a deployable tour. So, but you know, so it was, it was the right time. We, uh, um, got pregnant, but like her due date was like, was literally a month before I was supposed to deploy. Oh, um, wow. Yeah, so it's pretty, it's pretty intense. Actually, like the first, like the first ultrasound, I, I was, uh, I was like on, uh, if you guys, you guys are in California, San Clemente Island, off the, off the coast there. So, I was, I was on, which is, it's not like Santa Catalina. It's not like the Catalina wine right. mixer. It's, it's a, it's just a big rock. But um, yeah, yeah. So she texted me like the picture of like the ultrasound, and it was, I mean, I was just, like super ecstatic. So yeah, so. Uh, he was like, thankfully he was, uh, he was born before I left and, nice. um, we ended up having a, a home birth, which, um, was new wow. to me. Yeah, uh -huh. was, was that yeah, planned? Was, yeah, it was. Cool. I mean, it was like, we started out with, we're going to do the birth center. And then, you know, my wife was kind of leading me through this whole process of actually, I'm gonna, you know, I want a midwife and actually want to have it at home. And like, I'm, I didn't know anything about kids. So I was kind of, I was <laughs> right. Like, that first you know, one. Babies are born in hospitals. I'm, I don't know what you're talking uh-huh but uh it, she had a fierce you know vision of what she wanted and um and she's smart enough to know like that i need like statistics and data and so she had the midwife you know like hey, here's all the outcomes and this is why this is so i was, I was sold so yeah absolutely i mean we're myself and jefferson are both chiropractors and uh oh, cool the natural things come come very easy to us and uh it's interesting because yeah you just said you want the stats and the stats are actually there in support of doulas. I mean, there's, it's black and white. 
the, the, yeah. <laughs> the outcomes and everything else. And we yeah. always talked about doing a home birth and I don't know. It's, I guess it's because it's a social norm. I don't know, but I was always like, no, no, I got, I got to do it in the hospital. They're all naturally born. Uh, yeah. My wife is amazing, but yeah. uh, we always did it in the hospital. So props to you for, for doing that. But yeah, the stats yeah. are in your favor for sure. No, that's right. I mean, I like that. I was sold on that. So, um, and you know, I like, we were, we lived in like uh, in San Diego, like pretty close to Balboa like hospital. So okay. you know, I had like my fallback plan. I felt good, like plan B. Right. Right. Um, but, uh, it was a, it was an amazing experience. I mean, she was awesome. I was like, a, I was a complete mess personally, but it was <laughs> literally like we, you know, I, I didn't plan the, I had like this whole plan where I was going to do like this walk, like she's going to have the water birth. I was going to fill a tub. Like when she started going into, into labor and right. turned into like a, like a three stooges thing where I'm like, nothing works. I'm like filling a tub with like a soup, like a big soup thing. Um, so if I like when the, when the, like the midwife and the doula got there, like Jamie was looking great. She was like tracking herself fine. And they looked at me and like, you're a mess and you need to take a nap because we're, <laughs> we're going to need you later. But, <laughs> Check you in. You yeah. got to take you to the hospital. Mom That's and baby right. are fine, right. but you're going to the hospital. Yeah. But it was That's cool. cool. I mean, we, you know, I took a nap with my newborn son in our, on our bed, like, that's the same the day he was born. It was pretty, pretty amazing experience. But. That's cool. You always knew you wanted to be a dad and you know, yeah. you, you got to be there for the birth of your, your son, which is awesome. You guys did it at home. You got to take a nap with him right afterwards. So <laughs> all, all of this, which is amazing. I mean, it's, it's magical. I mean, you, you become a dad and it's, right. I mean, there, there's not really words to explain the feelings that go through you when you see your firstborn and it's just there. It's like, wow, like that yeah. came from us like that. That's ours. Um, so what were you hoping to accomplish as a dad? I mean, what, what did you have envisioned? you know, going forward after that baby was born? I, I, you know, like I, you kind of said it, like you don't really, I don't think you can really imagine what it's going to be like in the beginning. So I don't know what my vision was at the uh -huh. time, you know? Yeah. When he, when he came out, like I started, I, I was like laughing and crying at the same time. It was kind of an emotion. I'm not, I, I've, I've never experienced before. Right? Like, uh -huh. um, and, and so, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I didn't have like this vision, but I just, I just like a lot of things we just kind of, you know, it just came naturally to some extent. Like what, you know, what do we do as parents? Like, I mean, he, there's only a few things he needs right now. Like it, it just kind of flowed. Um, but you know, I think like now, I mean, I, I you know, I want to be, you know, the teacher, the leader, the mentor, the, like the co Lego architect, you know, the co adventurer right. now. I mean, so, so, so um, how old is your son now, by the way? He's eight. Oh, he's eight. Oh man. Yeah. You, you had me so involved, enveloped in the story. I was like this, he's gotta be like two years old or one year old or something. He's eight now. Oh, yeah. It was vivid. I mean, it's a vivid, it was a vivid story. Like, memory. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So you got an eight year old. So he's yeah, okay. I do. I do. Very cool. Very cool. Now you, so you're eight years into this now. Yep. What sorts of external struggles or trials made it hard to essentially be the dad that you want to be like, what sort of external things are tugging on you, pulling you away from being the dad you yeah. hope and desire I, to be? Probably, probably nothing like different than anybody else. I mean, it's, you know, work stress, like, you know, you're motivated to do good things and like, you know, in your productive life, like, you know, just like screen, like screen time now. I mean, we didn't have right iPhones and stuff like that, you know, 10 years ago. And now it's like, I mean, there's moments where, yeah, I'm I'm at home and he's like talking to me and I'm looking at my phone and then like I hear dad twice and it's like, what am I doing? Like, like, like I need to throw this phone you know, right. in a drawer and not, not get it out for a little bit. Um, 
So yeah, it's just stuff like that, like the distractions, like the everyday life distractions that make us not present. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. The phones are, uh, <laughs> yeah. they're lethal. Um, <laughs> what sorts of fears do you have as a dad? Like what are, what are some like, I mean, just internal struggles that you have about being a dad, having an eight year old son, what, what are your fears going forward? For, like first was like trying not to be the helicopter parent, you know, like, especially when they're, they're little and fragile, like, you know, you like, you want them to make mistakes. You want them like they need to get hurt and they need to like explore the thing. So it's like, you know, like climbing, he's climbing something, climbing a fence, you know, and I, he was like four. Uh-huh. And I remember like, you know, my wife was like, oh, don't, don't let him do that. And it's like, you know what? He's going to do this if I'm not watching him. So I'm just going to tell him where to put his foot, you know, like, <laughs> like, right. why, don't you, why don't you look for that foothold right there? And remember getting down is harder, you know? And, but that was like, that's a real struggle where you're like, I don't like, I will not, not, I don't want to let anything happen to this, this kid. And yet like, so I, I, I completely agree with where you're going with that, but I want to get your take on it. Like what, I mean, you were like, yeah, I want him to get hurt. Yeah. I I want him to, (laughs) no, but I, I agree with you and I know what you're saying, but expound on that a little bit. Like why, why not just go grab him from the fence? Why not protect him from, you know, this and that, like what, where, what's your take on that? Because he's going to be, he's going to be on his own at some point. Right. I mean, like he's not going to learn those skills if I don't let him do it in like a, maybe a slightly controlled environment. Um, and I don't want him to like be afraid of, you know, we, we were, we were up, went biking one time and he's bombing down a hill and um, hit like a gravel patch and slid out. Yeah. And I like, I could tell he was fine, but like, and so it was like, my, my first thought was like, how do I make this, a situation where he's not going to be afraid to bomb down this hill again. Right. And so like I, I got there and I was like, Hey bud, are you okay? And he, like looked up, you know, cause you know, kids like don't cry until they think there's a, Oh yeah. They, they look for the reaction. Yeah. Totally. And he looked at me and he's like confused. He's like, I, I, you know, I think I'm okay. Now. And I like had this like epiphany where I was like, dude, that was the most awesome spill I've ever seen in my life. I mean, that was a, that was a, like, that was crazy. Like you slid for like five feet. I'm like, I'm glad you're okay. And now we know, like, let's not hit this gravel full speed. Let's break, you know, and let's turn. But, dude, that was crazy. And, then, and so, like, after that, every time, like, we pass the gravel, remember when I had that epic spill on the, on the gravel? I was like, yeah, man, I'm glad, I'm glad now that we don't, we don't hit that as hard, right? Right, I'm glad you just, learned from yeah. that. Yeah, just think about <laughs> yeah. what he would have done if you would have been like, what are you doing? You, you're right. such an I idiot. Know. Don't do that. And then that would have been, you know, triggered in his brain, like, oh. I'm so dumb. You know, so the way that you responded to that was like most, most parents would not have done that. So that was, that's pretty cool. And then the other, the other reaction I see parents do is falls on the bike and it's immediate. Oh no. Oh my gosh. Coddling and then getting, you know, and I, some of the, I'm I'm, I'm sure I've done that like too. Right. Oh, and (laughs) I have too. I'm, I'm guilty of that as well. And, yeah. I'm sure somebody would argue with me saying, Oh, that's what you should have done, you know, whatever. Right. But I, I, I'm with you though. And, and I think, especially with little boys, in, in my opinion, you, you gotta, you gotta keep them tough and make them so they're not afraid. I mean, they're going to have a family of their own someday that they're right. going to have to now protect and, and be strong for. So what would you say the past eight years of being a father? And I'm sure there's been a ton of different things, but what would you say has been one of the hardest things that you've experienced as a father? without expanding on too much, I think first, obviously, like I missed months two through nine of his life, you know, on deployment. Okay. So, yeah. Um, like, although like the, the world we're in, I, I got videos every single day. I mean, and I, you know, so 
that's cool but that that was obviously a struggle um i think like when so when he was three like i mean people talk about like terrible twos like two was easy like when he was three like i didn't know how to like he's a super articulate kid even at like when he was three so like there's times where you forget that he's not an adult and you're like treating him like an adult you're talking to him like an adult yeah especially that firstborn yeah and they freak out like they have some weird illogical irrational freak out where like there's no fix right i'm like where you can't pacify like for him if i escalated by raising my voice he'd raise his voice louder like you know we could redirect him sometimes where it's like hey you know look at the look at this or why don't you do why don't you play this you know whatever but right um, but right sometimes he's like in that that state particularly like when it's like late at night or whatever i didn't have a fix and so like i lost I, you know, I didn't lose control, but there's times where it's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. Like, I can't, like, I can't, like, I'm so stressed about like, this, you know, what, do I, am I doing the right thing by like not escalating because like, you know, should, should I be harsh with him? Like, I don't, like, I didn't know what to do. Right. Totally. And I don't know that I had the answer. I think like one of the aha moments is, is kind of like I walked away and when they're that young, like they just, that, that like thing is like, it's like fleeting. Right. So like, three minutes later, he'd been screaming at me. And then all of a sudden he's like, Hey, you're gonna play Legos with me. You know, it's like, it's like that, that switch just happens. And you're like, Oh, okay. So we're back to, we're back to normal. So I'll we, really, we, we cool separate. now, right? We cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We just had to separate and we're like, no lesson is going to be learned in that moment. So yeah. But, you know, I don't know. That was, I think I, it was an aha. I don't know if it's right or not, but <laughs> like, Oh man, there's so many confusing moments like that as, as a father. And I mean, I've, I, I have seven kids and I'm, I still, to this day, I'm just baffled and don't know if I'm doing things right. I don't know, yeah. like I'm confused. And there's those moments too, you know, do you need to firm up or is this something literally you can just back off? And like you said, just turn around, walk away and they'll come back to you in two minutes, completely deescalated yeah. and they're perfectly fine. And it's like, okay, we can move on. In fact, we don't even need to acknowledge what's going on. And I like, like you just said, I don't know if that's the right answer either, but I know there are several situations where that does work. And yeah. Not even acknowledging the, the poor behavior. And then, you know, when it, when they come yeah. back, you can talk about it later. Sometimes like for, when he, at his age now, it's like, let's talk about, we'll talk about it later. And it's like, you remember when this happened and this is how I, this made me feel. And then he kind of acknowledges what happened or, you know, same vice versa. Right. Like he'll say the same thing to me. It's like, Hey, you talked to me this way. And this is how I felt about it. It's a good point. So, yeah, that's cool. That's cool. And keeping that communication open yeah. and, and wait till everybody calms down a little bit. If you could go back, I mean, just reverse time with the knowledge, everything you know today with your eight-year-old, go back eight years and start all over. What are some of the things that you would change about how you fathered your child or things you may have done or not done? And what are some things that you for sure have just been golden for you as a father? You feel like these are my strengths. I did this right. And it's working out good. So what are some things you'd change? What are some things you'd keep the same? Um, you know, I, I, like, I don't, I, I don't have like any huge regrets or anything. I feel like what, like what we did was, you know, the best of what we, we could do. Um, the, I think like, as far as like things that would definitely change, um, a lot of times, maybe it's, maybe it's like, I mean, we only have one, one, you know, one son, but like, maybe it's like, like a lot of times you, you get too much on the parenting is the priority and you kind of, you don't think about the relationship also, like the whole thing that started the whole the thing in the first place. Um, so kind of like spending, being more intentional, like about our, like about our, our relationship, 
you know, my, my, with my wife. Yeah. Um, and cause that makes thing, you know, that, that is the paradigm we want to show to our son. Right. So, um, uh, you know, strengths, um, I didn't like, I don't like when people baby talk. So I didn't, you know, if someone baby talks to my son, I was like, Hey, he's, you know, just use words. Like, I think like, I, I like to think that that made him was what helped him be so articulate was like, we just talked to him like a human and I'm sure plenty of it went over his head, but like he grasped stuff. So like he would repeat stuff and say, like, say something like, wow, I can't believe you grasp that. Right. Um, so just like yeah. not treating him like a kid, treating him like a human and um, understand, like with some caveats, obviously understanding his, but uh, yeah, it's, I think that was our strength. Like really just treating him like a person and um, it's turned him into like a fairly independent person and, some of that's probably just like his own genetic makeup or like he was predisposed to that. But um, yeah, I think that was, we're probably most proud of that. It's always hard to know. I mean, every kid comes out different and there is a pre, there is, you know, genetic predisposition that as a parent, you can't change some right. things, but man, I, being a good parent though, I do think it makes a huge difference in, in treating them like a human. You're, you're in good company. I'm, I'm with you on that one too. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Treat them like they're little human beings. Let's not be yeah. different, but uh, that's, that's very cool. And then you, you mentioned being independent. I mean, I think that's, that's the ultimate goal. We want our kids to grow up and be independent. You know, they're the next generation. They're the, the hope of the future and to be able to raise them up to, to do that. One of the other things that I, that I really like, well, that I want to go back to is just talking about cultivating your relationship with your wife and, you mentioned that's the paradigm you want your son to see. Why is that? Anytime you can emulate healthy relationships, right? Whether, you know, particularly in the, in the home where he's, that's what he sees on a regular basis, but, you know, emulating relationship, good relationships with your, like your family, your parents, your mm-hmm. friends, you know, my, you know, my son comes to my office sometimes. So just like emulating what, you know, how, how a boss treats, you know, his employees well, right. And, you know, and, and, you know, treats people with dignity and respect. So yeah, so I, it's particularly in the home, like where he, you know, if he's going to be able to grow up and have loving relationships, he needs to be able to see it, you know, on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, that's cool. One of the things we want to open up a little bit too is hear a little about, you guys have your, your Instagram feed. We are Austin born and your, your wife kind of handles that, right? That's her. Yeah, that's, 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 that's all. all her. Okay. And yeah. what, and is that, I, I, you know, I've, I've kind of looked through it and, and, is that mostly about doulas or what, what is that? Yeah. So, um, so when we moved out to like, so we had a doula, first of all, um, for Liam and it was like, the idea was, um, to have like an advocate for Jamie, uh, particularly if I wasn't going to, if I was going to be deployed. Right. Gotcha. Um, right. And, uh, her name was Takaya. She was awesome. Like Jamie fell in love with the idea. She so she, you know, when, as Liam grew up, she's, she wanted to be a doula and she did got her training and, um, we eventually moved to, to Austin and very lucky to meet someone who had built a great brand and was, was looking to move on to something else. And so we end up, uh, acquiring the, the Austin born as a, as a basic dual agency. Uh, I think Jamie would not like me to say agency. Um, so it's, it's a dual, you know, there's show, she's a, she has several contract doulas that do birth support, postpartum support. They do a lot of education. Um, uh, you know, they part, partnered with local OB, OBGYNs to do, uh, training for new expecting parents. So, that's cool. um, and so part of that's the Austin born, uh, we are Austin born Instagram handle that, you know, she's 
she's she's better at t- probably talking about it than I am. But uh, oh, right, right. <laughs> yeah, I was I was just curious because I well, and I, it's weird, but I mean, I, I I talk to patients, and some of my patients don't. I've never really heard of a doula. They're like, "What's yeah. a doula?" And it's like, "Whoa, no, really? Like, yeah. we need, this needs to be." out there a little bit more be, so yeah. you know I, i'm sure there's a lot of dads listening right now who just thought that like yeah i didn't know what a doula was what exactly is it and i think there's so much benefit and, and goodness that comes from it and if you want to be a great you know well, not, you don't have to have a doula if you want to be a great father but yeah. uh, you know, it's something to look into for sure and, and research out and it's something that can benefit your kids so well it's you know they're they've uh they've read the research they're there to just make help you make good decisions like make educated decisions um, they're there to support, you know, the mother and, and, and labor and, and for, as a dad, like not knowing what to do, it was really nice to have someone say, Hey, this is, why don't you try some like, you know, hip pressures to help like, or whatever it is, like, why don't you try this? I was like, oh, okay, I, I can do that. Let's, you know, so yeah, it's a, it's a, and you're right. Like nobody, a lot of people don't, don't hear about it, but the people that do, you'd be surprised, like how many birth stories I hear from my dads, you know, like <laughs> you wouldn't expect them to like, open up about that and you're like oh yeah my wife's a doula and she's like, oh you know my my daughter uses a doula or you know we use a doula whatever it is and then we'll start talking about it um, yeah like an instant cool. connection yeah it is yeah it's like all right ben it's uh it's been a pleasure and honor having you on the show here with yeah, us I've, I've enjoyed hearing hearing your story of fatherhood and i mean you said in the beginning you're like well it's kind of like the rest of us have all experienced and it really is i mean so much of what you said just resonated and I know our listeners will resonate with them and, and we are not alone in, in this, this thing. And just talking about the doula right now, I would have been nice to have a doula on, on our first one. Cause yeah, I felt like I was just standing there. I was like, uh, I don't know what to yeah. do with, what do I do? I don't, do that I don't know hands. what yeah. to do. So. <laughs> but, uh, we appreciate you and, uh, we'll make sure to get a link up for your wife. For the, the, awesome. You're awesome. Awesome born. And, uh, all you dads out there, remember we are rad by choice and not by chance. See you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Rad Dad Secrets Podcast. Subscribe now to never miss another episode or opportunity to become a better father, husband, and man. Also, be sure to join our Totally Rad Dads private Facebook group for constant support and tips on being the best dad possible. If you haven't yet, please leave us a review. It helps us immensely on iTunes. And remember, we are Rad Dads by choice, not by chance.